How's everybody doing? We are a week away from Christmas. It is episode 179 of TLDR Podcast. That's 179. That is a super prime number for all you mathematicians. That's not you, Tyler. No. Also the number of home runs that Cole Calhoun has as 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 um as a baseball player so um he's, a, he's an active uh he's obviously still active 179 home runs as of now i assume that number will be higher come next year this time but we'll see um i guess it depends if he plays because i got some yeah. weird faces so they according to baseball reference he is an active player so whatever that means um it means he's still playing alex is he still, is he still um, with arizona i don't even know where he is anymore don't have an idea. Um, Alex, figure that out. We are a week away from Christmas. How are you feeling going into the last couple weeks of the year? What's your overall vibe? Yeah, vibes are good. Uh, um, I am ready for the holiday. Um, we did all of our shopping. I think I'm done. Um, there is just out of sh- camera shot behind me is all of our gifts wrapped. It only took Ashley and I like two hours combined to do it which felt like 75 hours because um, <laughs> my wrapping skills are, I think subpar would be the best way to describe them. Um, so I was a lot of the finger on the, on the wrap on the bow guy or just holding stuff down. Um, you know, and I, and I performed admirably, so I'm, I'm ready. Um, but yeah, things are good. It's just raining here for the next like four days. Yeah. It's raining everywhere. Everybody in your relationship, everybody has has a person that needs to put the finger on the bow. And Alex, you are taking the mantle there. Uh, <laughs> so great there, James. Um, first week of fantasy football playoffs. Um, last four, you know, last few weeks of the NFL season. How are you feeling, you know, going in? How are you feeling about your Niners? How are you feeling about the overall NFL season as it comes to a close? Niners looking great. Uh, very happy with their performance. They're Killing that bird gauntlet, which will come to, you know, a close when they play against the Ravens on Christmas, which is really cool. Uh, the NFL is actually ridiculous this year. Everything is kind of packed, and I don't really know who's going to finish where. There's nobody who's really, really ahead of the game here. Every team looks beatable. Every team is lost. It's going to be an exciting kind of end of the season here, um, and I'm, I'm here for it. It'll be good. I'm not tired of it yet. Unlike trading, who was tired of hockey by the time it ended, but I'm not there. Um, yeah, that's one thing I am not, um, uh, tired of, and that's football right now. Um, I am all my eyes have been on the, the entire race. Cause it is quite, quite interesting. Uh, Tyler, uh, how are you feeling going in the last couple of weeks of the se- of the year here? Feeling great, man. Um, it's, 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 it's been a good year for sure. A lot of good things have happened. So as we kind of reflect on what 2023 was, it was, uh, it's definitely warm for the books for me. Um, so looking forward to starting a, a brand new one. Um, but yeah, sports are good. Obviously, you know, NFL, as James mentioned, very exciting. Um, a lot of, a lot, a lot of fun things happening and Kings are playing well, which is always fun. Lakers are part playing good enough. Um, there's a baby on the screen right now. That's adorable. That, if you are watching on our YouTube channel, that was, uh, my cousin or Kylie's cousin, um, Coco, Chloe, uh, she's um, her cousin's baby. Um, she just wanted to say hi. So adorable, uh, Tyler. Sorry to interrupt your. No, all good. I mean, I'm all for the for the baby cameo. So it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, as I was saying, all 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 was good. Looking forward to the holiday break coming up here, and I've gotten most of my Christmas shopping done. Still a couple little things, but the big the big bulky things are done. I am a I'm probably the worst rapper here. Um, there can be, um, so in more ways than one. Uh, so the only r- gifts I'm planning on wrapping are my wife's gifts and everything else I'm going to have my wife do because she's much better at it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, James, I don't know about you. I don't know what your wrapping skills are, but mine are actually pretty excellent. So for <laughs> you, I, uh, I put stuff in a bag. <laughs> That's, what, uh, That's the easiest way to do it. So Alex, I'm not the one that puts the finger on the bow. I'm able to do all of that while also wrapping. So I, 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 my, rapping skills, but we're going to jump into the fun stuff right off the bat with some basketball, Alex, the season has been quite interesting and uh, we have some games to talk about at the end of your segment on Christmas day, which is a week away. Yes. Thank you, Traden. Yeah, we will get to those. Um, the, I would say Christmas day is probably the, one of the more notable days in the NBA season. It's kind of like opening night, beginning of the playoffs, 
Christmas Day are a bunch of marquee matchups. So we will get to the marquee matchups and we're doing all the Christmas Day games, um, which is why we are also skipping uh, the Jersey ranking this week because there's like there's five or six games to do. And I just didn't. It was just too much. Um, But first, we need to talk about. It was a weird two weeks in the NBA, I think is a good way to put it. Um, We were texting back and forth about it in, in the boys group chat. And Tyler, I actually wasn't going to talk about this until you said, I hope you talk about this because I don't know what's happening unless I've been living under a rock. It was something along those lines. Yeah. So we're going to start with you. Um, it involves Giannis Antetokounmpo, who broke the um, Bucks scoring record like in a single game against the Pacers, who, again, James can't play defense. We've talked about this. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure like how much that really counts. But at the end of the game, he was seen being pretty like visibly upset. They were kind of jawing back and forth a little bit. And then later on, it looked like he ran down the pacer side of the tunnel to try to get the game ball. And then there's been conflicting reports about whether he, he wanted it or he wanted it for Dame because Dame had just become top five in the three point or all time three pointers made. Then Giannis comes out and says, I'm not even sure it's the right ball, which is just, all sorts of weird because the NBA really does only use one ball. If you guys remember there was a Laker game earlier in the year and the ball got like shot off into the crowd and somebody spilled beer on it and LeBron and whoever they were playing, like looked at it and then they played with just this ball that was just had like sticky booze on it. I would just assume. So <laughs> Tyler, what, what do you take on this? Like Giannis game ball, you know, it's not like in the NFL where you see these videos in the locker room of the head coaches going, all right, you know, Brock Purdy game ball for throwing four touchdowns to your 17 pro bowl players. <laughs> yeah. So wow. when, when, <laughs> when yeah. I first saw the videos on, on social media, I was confused because I had no context of what the game was. I had no idea that Giannis had this epic night of 62 points or whatever it was. I thought he just, I thought it was just a bucks win and he just wanted the ball. And I was like, really, I'm like, is that a thing where like, if you win, you like, it's a, cause I, I know it is the thing like with, with football, there's the, there, there's the game ball thing. I'm like, I, I, I got that. I, I know with baseball and hockey, like if you have a significant event, like, like, like your first goal, you want to keep the puck, your first MLB, hit, you want to keep the ball, I get that. So I got it. I understood his reaction more once I had more context because social media did not provide that at all. Um, of why he wanted the game ball so badly. Um, so I, so now I'm a little, I, I get a little bit more, but obviously it's just still kind of confusing of what exactly went down and what didn't turn happen. Um, it kind of looked like the Pacers didn't want to give him the ball for some reason, which I can understand. Like if you have a historic night like that, I think you want to keep that ball. Like I totally get that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the NBA's or basketball's like game ball situation is like compared to other sports. I'm not as much in on that, but I do understand it because, you know, I know in baseball at the time, you know, people want the ball for a momentous thing. So, um, but you know, in baseball, they use probably like 50 to hundred balls per game. So, um, and the basketball, I'm sure it's a lot less, but yeah, I, I was just very confused at the onset of it, just watching it on social media. Cause I was just like, what is happening? And I don't understand. But once I got more context of, you know, the actual game and the, and then the history of the game, it made a little bit more sense. But yeah, I was just, I was all sorts of confused at first. I'm like, the people are just mad for like no reason. It seems like, or, or just really weird reasons. So, I it, it clarified itself eventually. But yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was a strange situation. And then with like fan videos of Giannis like sprinting down the the um, to the locker room, and then like his brother kind of half holding him back. Um, so on the Pacer side. Uh, Rick Carlisle, who's the Pacers head coach. I'm going to butcher this last name because I don't know who this player is. So I'm just going to just everyone prepare yourself. Does. <laughs> uh, for, from the Pacers side, they wanted to keep the ball for Oscar Tishibway. That was pretty good. I think, uh, James, if you know how to pronounce that name, you let me know. I have no idea, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> You started giggling immediately when I said that, which is also fair. Uh, he scored his first NBA point. So similar to hockey, you know, your first first goal, baseball, first hit, even, you know, football, like your first touchdown or your first touchdown pass. That all makes sense. I've never really also heard about somebody keeping the game ball from the game that you scored your first point, because again, they really only use one ball and maybe there's like a second backup one. I'm sure there are more, but you don't really hear about them pulling unless it was like 
when LeBron, you know, beat the all-time scoring record or something like that. Like that kind of makes sense. But um, so James, what are what are your thoughts on just this whole situation? Um, is it just like kind of a funny anecdote we're gonna forget about in two weeks? Or I I don't know. What do you think? Uh probably. Uh, but I think the whole game ball to the person who scores their first point thing happens quite a bit, but there's never really a reason not to give him the ball because there isn't something else happening on the other side for the other team. Like that's typically what's going to happen. But I, I actually side with the paces on this, not just because I'm a Tyrese Halliburton fan, but I think scoring your first point is a big deal. Like he made it to the NBA. That's huge. There's a chance that he might not score another point in the NBA. Give him the ball. He right? did. He did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a chance that Giannis beats his own record. That is that, that is totally possible. One hundred like sixty four points is a lot of points, but he's been averaging like thirty eight anyway. Like that's also an exaggeration. He's averaging like thirty three. Um, there's a chance he breaks his own record. He's still in his prime. He's a good player. It could happen. He's this this rookie is never gonna get his first shot ever again. It happened. It's done. It's over. It's never going to happen again. I like the fact that he got the ball. I think it happens way more than people think. There's just nothing happening on the other side to make them give the ball to the other team. Uh, but I mean, Giannis should have got like a stat sheet. I mean, like, that's cool. You broke a franchise record. Like, you get a stat sheet. I think that getting, getting that first point is a little bit more important to that one person. Agreed. Um, I mean, one of the more famous NBA Oh, training's going to shake his head. Well, we're going to talk to him just oh, a second. Oh, boy. One of the most famous... Don't NBA strain your neck, bud. Jesus. Photos of all time is Wilt Chamberlain holding up the 100 thing. And I feel like the stat sheet makes a lot of sense. And yeah, Giannis, pretty good chance. I mean, he could... I mean, 64 is a lot of points. He could do it again. Um, he also, I think, just passed Kareem for like the Bucks all-time rebounding leader. So like, why don't you just keep that ball or something? I'm sure he's already the Bucks' all-time leading scorer. I did not look that up ahead of time, but the Bucks are not exactly the most uh, popular scoring franchise of all time. Uh, all right, Traden. I'm oh boy, I'm prepared. Oh boy, let's hear you guys, it. You guys, I can't wait to take this one because I'm on completely the other side. All right, um, I'm all for the Bucks here. First of all, Giannis takes important game balls from games um, and gives them to his mom. And this was a this was a momentous uh, moment for him, and you know he he scored the most in franchise history, the most in his uh, in his career. He definitely gets the game ball. On top of that, it's a fucking Bucks home game. And by, by the way, the Pacers score the, the the gentleman did score his first point. Congratulations off of the, the second free throw, the first one you you ended up missing, and you lost the game. Why would you want the fucking game ball? <laughs> like in a loss. I'm sorry. I'm I'm so I'm so I'm so against this one because it's like it, it, the the dude's already scored 11 points this season. Now he already scored his first official non-official point in the in the uh, in-season tournament against the Bucks already in a game that they ended up winning. Uh, but this game, I guess, is official because it is actually a stat on a regular season game. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter because I absolutely love the story between these two teams. Um, they are, this is a rivalry that has been ramping up for weeks now. Um, the, um, the whole in-season tournament started it all where, um, where Tyrese Halliburton, an unbelievable, uh, game, you know, uh, uh, points to the, uh, points to his wrist that basically Dame used to do, uh, you know, as, as if it's his time or whatever, Kind of, kind of playing off of that. That already starting to piss off the uh, the the Bucks, um, and then you go and and then you go and do this on uh, in in the Bucks arena. Like it, you go and steal the ball. Like this is it's a whole story and a whole rivalry that I'm all for. And this is what I've been talking about for weeks. This is the hatred we fucking need in the NBA. This is what I've been waiting for. These two teams are going to face each other again multiple times this season, and this is always this is going to ramp up. We have the pace that are starting to look really good. Uh, you're, uh, you have the Pacers pissing off both Dame and they're pissing off uh, Giannis, which I highly recommend not doing. But then again, you did. 
Um, and I, I am all for it. I fucking love this story because it is what's ramping up the NBA. This is this type of hatred that we need to, to cultivate in this game. I know that it's a story that's kind of funny and whatever. It's these little things that create rivalries. They're going to face each other in the playoffs sometimes. Uh, maybe not this year, but in the future, because they're both in the same conference and they're both, in, uh, or at least the Pacers are on the up and up. The Bucks are already there. This is this is the this is the start of a great rivalry, in my opinion. Okay, I like that. I kind of my personal opinion is I don't care. I don't care about any of it. I think it's funny. I do think trade, and I agree with you that this is kind of one of those rivalries. You know, you don't. It's not you know Lakers Clippers or Warriors versus anyone any team LeBron is on or like Knicks Nets or you know something like that. Um, so I'm, I, I think it's funny. Um, I feel like it just got blown out of proportion for kind of no reason, but I agree. Some of this, like the, we've talked about it before. I think with the like buddy buddiness of the NBA can get a little lame at some point. You kind of want to see teams that are fired up at each other. So trade and I agree with you on that. Um, I hope they, this does make me really hope they meet in the playoffs somehow. I don't, you know, it, we have a long way to go in the season to, to see that. Um, so hopefully that happens, but we will see, uh, moving on to second topic. I think, unfortunately we have to talk about this again, um, trade and I'm coming right back to you. So just prepare yourself. Draymond green, um, suspended indefinitely, um, for pretty much taking a swipe at, um, Yersef Nurkic of the Phoenix suns. Um, he got ejected. He's now Draymond is now, now the second most suspended player of all time. I believe not, maybe not in like total days, but like number of specific suspensions. So originally it came out, he was suspended indefinitely. He met with his agent as well as um, the Warriors GM to kind of come up with a plan has started um, counseling services. It came out this morning that he's, um, you know, starting the counseling services at minimum. It will be three weeks if not more. Um, so Traden, I hope you can hear us because you're a little frozen on our screen, at least on my screen. Um, okay, we're good. We might come back to Traden. James, I'm gonna throw it to you because I don't he's struggling. Yeah, he's struggling. We're going to James. James, Draymond Green, just like, yeah, just talk. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh there was zero question there. Um uh, Draymond, yeah, no. just your thoughts, tiredness of it all, like. Does this well, kind of ruin his legacy? No, because his legacy is doing this. This is his legacy. Um, the thing about Draymond that I think Steve Kerr did it, said it really well is that you care about Draymond as a person and his actions as a way. He is, to his teammates, he's not that guy. He's not what you see in those specific moments where there is aggressiveness and violence that is spouting out of every pore in his body. Like that to his teammates, that's not him. He is a caring guy who loves his teammates and loves the game. It's just, there are times where he gets triggered and he can't control himself. And it's, everybody has issues. Everybody has things they got to work through. And this specific thing happens to be Draymond's, his control of his anger and his emotions. And that's what he needs to work on. And it's really good that he's actually finally getting the help he needs. Everybody needs to go to counseling at some point in their life or therapy at some point. And nobody's perfect. And I'm like, it sucks that he's put on under a microscope through all this and people have to go through his business, but that's what needed to happen. That, that's what, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. That's what pushed him to finally get what he needed. And hopefully it becomes better for this. And who knows, maybe not having this monkey on his back and being this um, angry guy who has anger issues will might make him a better player. Who knows? But at the end of the day, you care about the person more than you care about the basketball player or the athlete you care about the person as a whole and so it's really good to see that he actually is getting the help that he really needs yeah james well said um yeah unfortunately it's just been an accumulation of these types of incidents over the years um and it kind of seems like this is sort of uh, not really the beginning of the end but sort of the the first time they were like okay something has to change it can't just be a five-game suspension and a fine like you, you know Counseling needs to be involved, you know, meeting with the league to discuss next steps moving forward, um, which is generally a good thing. And yeah, James, I agree. You know, I think it's unfortunate the way that his actions come out on the court. And obviously, like 
players get gotten hurt and that's you know from non uh you know it's not not necessary actions that draymond's made but uh trade in your thoughts um as the warriors fan um you're shaking your head again i'm assuming this is a kind of a different shake of the head from the shake of the head three minutes ago yeah i, I kind of wish that i was first and my and my stuff didn't go because the james could have uh could have backed up my pessimism and complete lack of empathy um with james's empathy um <laughs> You're 33 years old, buddy. You're not going to get some, this help's not going to help you. You've already, you're in your ways. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Um, you're, you're losing the fan base. And I say that as a fan. And I say that talking to a bunch of fans that I seen the last week, you're losing the fan base. And that's pretty sad. Um, you, and this is coming from the guy that has con- consistently backed you up. Um, you have, you've lost, you've lost the plot. Um, I know that you're a guy that likes to drag your team into the fight and I, and I was all for that. Um, you, you, you've, you've become a distraction. Um, and, um, and you know, I'm not trying to say that you're the reason that the, that things are starting to turn around, but, um, because that's, that's ridiculous. Um, but, and we've said this about the Warriors before it's time for the old guard to move on and, and, and Draymond needs to, uh, unfortunately, I hope he, I hope he, I hope he, that can turn it around. I really do. I, re- I really hope that, uh, you know, I, I, the positivity that, you know, James kind of uh, alluded to, I, th- I hope that there's something there. Uh, but his on, his on the court antics is too much for this, uh, for this, for this team that is already dealing with a bunch of other shit in terms of getting older, in terms of, um, in my opinion, poor coaching, um, in terms of uh, inconsistency from key players, yada, yada, yada. Um, and you don't need this as another distraction. Um, I, I, I wish him the best <laughs> and I, and I hope he can come back and help the team. I, I, I'm, we're losing faith and we're losing faith hard in, in Draymond Green at this point. And, um, it's sad to see. Yeah. You know, uh, he will be one of the more polarizing figures in NBA history for sure. Um, especially, you know, 15, 20 years from now. And, you know, the NBA loves the whole legacy question on players. I don't know if that's just because of the MJ LeBron debate, but, his his legacy will definitely be an interesting topic years down the line. Uh, Tyler, for Draymond, kind of your thoughts on this and like, think he's going to play again this year? Think he's going to be a warrior? Think they're going to, I mean, I've heard potentially they would maybe look to trade him. Um, you know, I know that's kind of out of the blue for you. So uh, I got to prepare you for that question, but no, but it's, uh, you know, it's uh, all questions that, you know, everyone's asking and, you know, right, rightfully so. Obviously, this is, um, I mean, we, we, we've outlined the history of Jamon Green's um, issues with, with, with these kind of um, situations for, for years. And it's just, like you said, it's just kind of how James mentioned, it's kind of, it's kind of the kind of par for the course for him. And unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, it's a problem and um, you, you just can't, behave that way on a basketball court and not have issues. And when the issues keep happening, I think that's where it's trains mentioned people's patience wears thinner and thinner, the more it happens and the more there's not an improvement. And the fact that there's been, you know, I mean, two instances within a month of each other felt like, or maybe even less than that, um, between like the, you know, the choke hold and this, and this last one, I mean, it's, it's, it felt like they happened back to back. Um, and this is on top of already a career of these type of things happening. So I understand trade's perspective, especially if you're a fan of that team, you know, just your, your patience pretty much thin. And I get that. I think, you know, with, with people that you're trying to, you know, improve and you make the same mistakes over and over that eventually it just wears on you. But at the same time, like, you know, being a human being is complicated and we all have a lot of different issues. And for dream on green, for whatever reason, he gets really triggered in those situations and just can't seem to control it. It's hard for us to really stand here and say like, just don't do it because it, it's, 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 it's a complicated thing for sure. Like he definitely would have fixed it already if it was that easy and it's for him, it's not. Um, so my hope for him is that he just gets the help he needs if he can, you know, and as you know, like I said, as a, you know, I, I want to see him back with the warriors, um, you know, and, 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 and playing, you know, there, there's a fine line between being physical and, you know, being dirty. Um, we can, we, we, we could talk, we could talk about that for, for, for hours, you know, and he, he blurs that line quite a bit. Um, and there's a part of it that's a positive thing as, as a, as an NBA player, as an athlete in general, but there also is a negative component to it. So hope he gets the help he needs. Hope, I, I, I hope he's back playing basketball. Um, I feel like the warriors, I think he's earned, um, the right, the, not the right, but the chance to, 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 to get the help he needs and continue to play with golden state. Um, 
I think he's earned that um, just with his success. So I guess we'll see how, how, how that goes. Yeah. I, I kind of wouldn't surprise me if he was done for the year um, and maybe kind of has a chance to come back next year. I mean, he just signed a big deal, so it's unlikely they're just going to call it full on quits with him. I guess it all depends on, on how the, on how the counseling goes. And um, however, his meetings with the players association and the NBA in general go, um, hopefully it's all positive from here on out. But un- unfortunately, I think he's going to have to prove it to both the NBA, the players association and the golden state warriors and the fan base. And we will just have to see um, how that goes. Moving on. Speaking of another player who has made some mistakes, but is on his way back and who also needs to prove some things to the Players Association and the NBA and the Memphis Grizzlies. It's your best friend, John Moran. Uh, He is coming back after his 25 game suspension. Uh, The Grizzlies horrible start to the year. They are six and 18. Um, They are many games out of the playoff picture. James, we'll start with you. Um, so John Morant should be making his debut tomorrow. We're recording on Monday. So tomorrow, Tuesday, December 19th against the Pelicans. Um, I guess like, what are your thoughts on jaw coming back? What do you expect out of him? Grizzly season already over. Uh, I'm interested to see the changes that John Morant has implemented in his time off. He has to have worked on something, whether it be personality wise, game wise, mentality wise, something needs to have changed during that time off for him to, to show the world what he can do next. Um, I'm hoping that counseling worked. I'm hoping time off worked. I'm hoping his little time out worked and that he will no longer flash guns on Instagram live or hit random kids on the street because they beat him in basketball. That's the hope there on the basketball court himself. He doesn't have those Draymond like issues. So yeah, it's not, I'm not too worried there, but in terms of the Grizzlies season, I feel like I've been pretty positive or pretty um, forgiving this entire segment. And I'm going to continue the train here and continue that trend. They're in a bad spot. But if you look at the numbers, <laughs> and this is a very, very hot take. If you look at the numbers. They are the fifth best defensive team in the West right now. So that alone, that according to points per game, like that's a good sign. Where they are terrible at is offense. They are dead last in offense in the West in terms of points per game. What does job bring? I, I get he's been gone for 25 games and you don't know what you're going to get, but job brings offense. Jaw can get you a bucket at any point in time. He can facilitate the offense to be better. Um, having him back should help that offense a lot. And I get the plus minus is massive. And the difference between his, their offense and their defense is massive, but there's a chance that job brings this up and helps Memphis be watchable again. And, there's a chance because there are some some big teams, I think, in the playoff picture right now. And Houston Rockets, I'm looking at you. Uh, the Pelicans, I'm kind of looking at you. I mean, when Zion goes, goes down and he inevitably will go down, there goes that season. John Moran and the Grizzlies could have a chance at that very last playing spot. It's it's thin. Like the, the percentage that's happening is like 2%. But there's a chance and it it, it might happen. Who knows? Okay, James, I'm really proud of your positivity because this has been a weird segment. So proud, <laughs> proud of you. Uh, Tyler, same question, kind of what do you expect with Jaw returning? And now over under James's 2% of the Grizzlies making the play-in tournament or playoffs, I guess, if you really want to go that far. Um, over under 2%. Um, yeah, because James the- says there's a 2% chance so that's the number I'm going with. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty fair percentage. Um, I don't think that I think Grizzly chance to make the playoffs. I I don't think they will. Um, like I said, I, I appreciate James's take there. And I think, I think it's a, it's about as good of case as you could have made. So James, good job. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a little bit too late for the Grizzlies here. I don't know how they're still going to help. We, we need to see how, how much, I mean, I feel like in the NBA, if one, their one player can make that much of an impact, it's definitely possible. So I'm not, completely just discarding them. Um, there's still a chance, but I, I'm not really, I think they have to prove it and they're going to have to really make me like, you know, believe it. And I think you're going to have to have at least a couple teams fall out of the race there um, to, to make that happen. Um, obviously like un- unlike dream on green, John Morant's issues are off the court. So, you know, hopefully he's made those changes I, on the court. I don't 
I expect him to be, you know, similar close to the player he was before, which is one of the best young stars in, in the NBA. And I think he will be that, um, you know, can, you know, hopefully with all the off field issues that he's had. Um, so I, I definitely expect him, his production to be what it was. Um, but whether or not that translates to more Grizzlies wins, I don't think it will. I, I, I just don't really think this team is very cohesive at the moment. Um, I think they had a lot of issues obviously last year with John Rant and, 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 and other issues. Um, so I'm not a big believer in, in this Grizzlies team, even with Morant back. But as far as John Morant goes, I expect him to be back to his, you know, like I said, one a top, top five or 10 player in, in the NBA. Okay. I'm expecting a slower start to his return. That's a lot of time off. I'm not saying that he can't do it, but I would be surprised if he came back that hot. But I would be pleasantly pleased, I guess, if he did. Um, trading, kind of same question. You know, do you expect John Morant to come back as um, you know, kind of the budding superstar he was, or do you think it might take him a little time and is the Grizzly season uh kind of over? As for John Morant, um, I'm so excited to have him back. Um, I'm so I'm so excited to bring John Morant back into this back into this league uh, and back into the Grizzlies uh, because we need they they need that injection of life they need that injection of offense and I think he's going to have a lot to prove and he's going to come and bring it um, he's not going to have a slow start guys no fucking way he's going to drop like fucking twenty five in his first game I'm not even shitting you he's going and that's and that's probably that's probably being generous um, on the low side uh, this guy is going to do everything that he can to get back in the good graces of the, uh, of the, of, of the Grizzlies um, and of us fans. We love, we loved John Moran before he, before he did all this, all this antics. And I think that with, with the time away, I, th- I really think that he's going to be able to settle down and he's going, but he needs to continue to bring that a game and that grit and that bite that he brings um, on the court. I, he, if he, if he loses that, I think he loses a lot of his game and I don't think he, I don't think, I don't think that's going anywhere. He's, he's, he brings such a life to the NBA. He brings such a life to, uh, to the Grizzlies and um, they will make the playoffs the playing tournament. All right. If you are a degenerate like James and like to bet on the Grizzlies, listen to trade. And this is the time John Morant 25 plus in his first game back and they're going to make the playing tournament trade it. I'm going to pay. Pay attention and hold you to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm drop him, drop like two. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't. If he does, if he does, awesome. I'm never talking good shit about drummer ever again. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's totally fair. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys. Um, we are going to go to the marquee matchups real quick, as kind of Traden mentioned on the top. It is all the Christmas Day ones. There are five games going on Christmas Day. Um, to the standings last week, or uh, well, technically two weeks ago. Both James and Traden went one for two, uh, or one and two. I went two and one. Tyler, perfect three and zero. To the overall standings, Traden, my guy, six and thirteen. Not great. It's not. It's Dude, not. I, I got you right where I want you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's pulling the Grizzlies right now. I'm yeah. so. He's figuring I'm it out. Sorry. Yeah, he's gonna be baby. Traden is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, James, you are nine and ten. I'm 12 and seven and Tyler in the lead at 13 and six. Uh, All right. So the first game of the day, actually, I meant to put these in order of like uh, how they're going to play out on Christmas day. But I realized the Lakers one's at the top of my list because they're like my favorite team on the, so the schedule's all fucked up. Anyway, (laughs) bucks at Knicks. Uh, Tyler, you love the Milwaukee bucks. So let's start with you. I do. Yeah. Bucks at New York. Yeah, Bucks for this one for me. Okay. Uh trading Bucks, Knicks. Yep, Bucks. Okay. Uh James. What they said. All right. Do we go all bu- yeah, we're gonna go all Bucks. The Bucks are <laughs> the Bucks are dirty. Um, moving on. Uh Warriors at Nuggets. Uh, realistically, the Warriors should not have a Christmas Day game, if I'm being completely honest, but Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Uh trading Warriors at the Nuggies. Dubs. Dubs. Uh, Tyler. Nug Nugs. <laughs> James, Dubs or Nug Nugs? I got the Warriors, man. Clay Thompson's actually been playing really well recently. Clay Thompson has been playing well after he called himself out and said he was playing like shit. So that is a good point. Two games, guys. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. 
this is a positive podcast trade, right? Yeah, not for me all, today. Sorry, all boys. that means that I'm going nuggets. <laughs> um, and then moving on to the first or one of the Eastern Conference games, uh, the 76ers going down to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. James, Sixers Heat. Uh, I got the Sixers on this one. Okay, you're a big Heat guy, so that's interesting. Ty, Philly. You said that last time. I had to read. I had to re-listen to them because I forgot to write down the answers. So I re-listened <laughs> a lot, and that's what you said last time. Nice. Uh, trade in Sixers Heat. Uh, let's go Heat. Okay. See, I really want to go Heat, but trade in your overall record doesn't make me feel like I should. <laughs> I'm going to team trading. Uh, all right, and then Mavericks. <laughs> Mavericks at the Suns. Uh, trading. Let's throw it right back to you, dude. Mavericks, baby. Mavs. Bradley Beal hurt again. Tyler. Mavericks, uh, Suns. Mavericks. Mavs. James. Uh, I go. I go with KD and the Suns. All right. I'm also gonna go Suns. Man, that big three cannot seem to be on the court at the same time. It's a big two point. Yeah, it's a big two. Two and a half. Uh, point three, bro. He's played in like three games this season. Yeah, it's a it's a two and point oh four, and then. <laughs> Finally, which again is not in the right order, but it doesn't matter. Celtics at Lakers. Um, James, we'll start with you. Uh, Lakers, because it's a big game, so Brown's going to go off. You know he is. Okay, Ty. Yeah, uh, I was going to go Celtics, but then James convinced me because I big big game LeBron at home Christmas Day. Let's go Lakers. Big game, James. Uh, Trading purple is not a Christmas color, so Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> I love that reasoning. Um, I'm going to go Lakers just because they always lose on Christmas. So uh, maybe this will somehow change things up. I'm not really sure how that, that makes any sense. Um, but okay, trade. And that is it for the NBA this week. Thank you so much. That is bad reasoning, Alex. On the last one, because I said the same thing about the lions for the past three years on Thanksgiving, and they have disappointed me every single year. <laughs> There's 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 a lot of things that are uh, that are definite. Death taxes, the Lions losing on Thanksgiving, and the Lakers losing on t- Christmas Day. So <laughs> something's never changed, boys. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about football week two playoffs and their waiver wires. Welcome back, everybody. Um, if you're if you're still in the playoffs, not you, Traden. Um, James is your best friend this week. It is week two. Hopefully, you had a good first week. I forgot to bench uh, Justin Herbert in my fun league, so James, you are going to walk away with it. Not that it really mattered, but go ahead and give me the waiver wire pick for this week, so maybe I can come back with a two hundred and ten point extravaganza. Yeah, like Traden's saying in the fun league, I uh, I have like almost two hundred points, and Traden even break a hundred, so that's fun. I did break a hundred. Oh, he did. He can without, without a quarterback. Without a quarterback, and I still have almost double that. Uh, <laughs> in the main league, though, I did leave sixty points on my bench, so please don't do that. But to everybody else, good luck. <laughs> quarterback pick of the week this week is Baker Mayfield out of Tampa Bay. Forty nine point one percent rostered, twenty nine point zero four points against the Packers. Twenty two for twenty eight for three hundred eighty one yards and four touchdowns. It was a big day for Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. The dude threw for almost 400 yards. Can we expect him to play like that again? Probably not. But what you can expect is for him to make this team compete. We expect him to play well and put up some good fantasy numbers. And he's done that recently. 20 points last week, 29 points this week. And the biggest key thing here is that he's finally given the ball to Chris Godwin. He's using his weapons, not named Mike Evans. And it's come out and Rashawn White, he he actually is a good pass catcher. He's like run catch and run kind of guy. And you always have Mike Evans who's consistent and now you're using Chris Godwin. The point is he has weapons and he's finally using them efficiently. Up next, they play the Jags who allow the third most points to quarterbacks in fantasy this season. Trayden, what do you think? Baker Mayfield, just want to sit you down and uh, give you my apologies. Talk a lot of shit on you in this podcast the last few years. And um, you're my pick for the comeback player of the year because you have been quite great with the uh with the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that is not great. <laughs> You've been the highlight of that. Um and the, and it just kind of came forth uh, um uh again in that uh in that game against the Packers. Um 381 yards is fantastic. You're playing a Jags team that defensively is 
Yikes. Um, and I think that he's really finding a stride and, and he, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing for something. And when, when, when you're playing for something, you just play that much harder. They are still in the playoff hunt, if you can believe it. And so with that, take Baker because he may go off for another 381 yards and four touchdowns. Tyler disagrees. Why is that? Yeah. I mean, there's actually quite a few good quarterbacks with all of them being hurt. Um, on where right now, I think, you know, bigger people, it's a great, great option. Jacob Browning, if you still out there, is another good option, but, but I'm going to take a look at Garner Minshew of the Colts. Uh, since the bye week in week 11, he's averaged 255 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions and 17 points average for fantasy. Um, he, he, he's got a ceiling as high as, you know, in the mid twenties, I think as low as, you know, 15. So I think it's a pretty safe, um, pickup. If, if you can grab them, they're, they're, they're playing the Falcons next week. Um, I think you like that matchup pretty well. I think Garner or yeah, uh, Garner Minshew has done pretty well with the Colts considering all the injuries, the Colts have had of their offense. So, um, I think he's playing pretty well. The, the, the Colts are pretty playing pretty well. So I think it's maybe a, uh, good potential boom pick. Yeah, I mean that's cool. I I don't think he's averaging two interceptions a week. Uh, Sorry, but, I meant know, sounded great. Since week eleven, he has six touchdowns and two interceptions total. My bad. Ah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to running back, Clyde edwards alaire Ceh, as he's affectionately known, Kansas City Chiefs, thirty-two point three percent rostered, twenty point one points against the Patriots, thirteen rushes for thirty-seven yards, but also added four receptions for sixty-four yards and a touchdown. So it takes a big man or somebody who wants to change their life to admit that they're wrong. And I am both of those things. Yeah. I was wrong about Jared McKinnon. He was not the guy in Kansas city. It's CEH. It has been, it's he's finally getting the touches he wants after being this high drafted draft pick a couple years ago. Uh, he stepped in and he was a very big factor in this game. This last week against the Patriots in the chiefs offense. If you get more than 10 carries, that's a big sign of trust. Last week he had 11. This week, he had 13. And there is talk of Pacheco coming back off his shoulder surgery this week. But, I mean, he's coming off his shoulder surgery. He's not going to come back and have a full workload right away. That's just that it's just not going to happen. It's not feasible. Clyde Edwards-Alaire will still have a part in this offense. And also, there seems to be some trust issues with Mahomes and the rest of his receivers there. Because they, 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 they not, they're not catching the ball. And Travis Kelsey is still dating Taylor Swift. And he's just not as good anymore. Because that's what happens when you date a white girl, maybe. I don't know. Um, so anyway, <laughs> there is somebody, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is somebody that Patrick Mahomes trusts quite a bit. And you can see that in all his interviews. Uh, so he will get the ball more. He's not going to pass Kadarius Tony. He's not going to pass the banged up Travis Kelsey as much. He's not going to pass to, uh, MBS. Rasheed Rice will get the ball. That's a great pick. So I hope you listened a couple weeks ago, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire will get the ball too. Up next to play the La- the Raiders. Six most points to running backs this season. Trayden, what are your thoughts? I love this pick. Here's the thing. Um, James has come on this podcast multiple times this year and said, and I quote, Kansas City Chiefs, I don't trust their running running back situation. Well, you probably should because they have no run, ride receivers. So when your best ride receivers are your tight ends and your running backs, you have a fucking problem. And uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire... Uh, managed 16.4 points as a receiver on Sunday. That's not that's not to mention him being an actual running back. Uh, and if Pacheco, especially if Pacheco is ruled out, you have to play him uh, uh, because I think he's going to become a bigger part of this um, of this offense. We, we are we are dealing with a with a um, Kansas City Chiefs team that does not want to have any away games um, in the playoffs, and they're going to do anything they can to find the offense to do so. Clyde Edwards-Helaire is going to be right there. Um, yeah, I'm kind of worried about the offense on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. No, no, uh, no lie there. <laughs> Alex, what are your thoughts? I cannot trust Ceh. It he had one great game. He's also had games where he had 0.5, and he hasn't scored above double digits until previously. Week three was the last time. That was months ago. So I'm out. I'm out on Ceh, and this definitely has nothing to do with the fact that he was on my team last year. There's nothing that has nothing. Oh. Um, my pick is Ty Chandler, the running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the goat Kirk cousins obviously hurt. So they're going with Nick Mullins, unfortunately. Um, and if Alexander Madison is out again, then Ty Chandler is going to be the number one guy again. Um, they're playing Detroit, which is a little terrifying because Detroit has a pretty good defense, but he got 23 carries for 130 
62 yards and a touchdown plus three, three receptions for 25. Um, that's t- almost 25 points. So it, it all kind of hinges on if Madison is out, but either way, Madison's been pretty shit all year. Um, so if you got if you're going big, Ty Chandler might be your guy. I like that. Moving on to wide receiver, Noah Brown, Houston Texans, 40.4% rostered 22.2 points against the Tennessee Titans, eight receptions on 11 targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. I think it's finally time that everybody else in this podcast outside of Tyler finally gives Noah Brown his flowers. Cause I know Tyler has been touting this guy for a while when he's healthy. He is a major factor in this Texans passing game. He has games of 27 points, 24 points, and just now 22 points. He's not healthy. A lot of the times but when he is, he's good. And also CJ Stroud is coming back. So that's going to definitely help out him in the passing game. And he might be the de facto number one wide receiver next game because tank Dell is still out. And because Nico Collins is still nursing that calf injury, Nico Collins might play. I don't know, but if he is, he's not hundred percent calf strain. You're not hundred percent. Noah Brown is going to be the guy. There's going to be a lot of volume here, a lot of targets, a lot of workload for a team that is very much in the playoff hunt. They need to win, get it to your best playmakers. Noah Brown is it. Alex, what do you think? Yes. Agreed with everything you just said. See, I mean, he had that big of a game with case Keenum as his quarterback. Let's just, let's just, Remind everyone it's Case Keenum. And like you said, CJ Stroud should be coming back. Um, That will only help. The only scary thing is they're playing the the Browns um, and Cleveland has one of the best defenses in the NFL. But even if Nico Collins comes back, it kind of wouldn't surprise me if that was one of those, all right, we're bringing him back. It's just like a decoy type thing. And he maybe not, he maybe won't get a ton of targets. Noah Brown, when healthy, has been a monster all year. Um, and if you're really looking to to take the next step forward, also because I just got an update as we were doing this that Jamar Chase is going to be out. So if you're looking for another wide receiver, Noah Brown's your guy. Chad, what do you think? You know what I think? Yes. I think that what happened 24, 24 or what happened now should have happened 24 months ago. And that's why you pick up Josh Palmer. Because the Los Angeles Chargers are going to go fucking off and play for their play for the new coach bump because we see it all the time against the Bills. Josh Palmer was the was the high, was the highlight in an otherwise, I guess, insane game on Thursday night. Um, he he's the only one that did kind of anything. He led the Chargers with 113 receiving yards and a touchdown um, on four targets. Like surprisingly, at four targets, but then again. Um, the team clearly played to 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 get Brandon Staley the fuck out of there, and he is the fuck out of there. They're going to play hard, and um, they have something to play for, even though they they probably aren't going to make the playoffs. They can definitely disrupt the Bills, and that is enough to to um, to give them a game. <clears throat> Did look good though last week or this week against the Cowboys. They murdered James Cook, two hundred twenty one yards. While the what the Cowboys had like ninety two total. That was <laughs> yeah. insane. That was insane. <laughs> Moving on to tight end, Jawan Juan Johnson, New Orleans Saints, 19.4% rostered, 11.8 points against the Giants, two receptions on two targets for 38 yards and a touchdown. This is a dart throw, guys. It's a dart throw in the dark, hoping to hit a random balloon that is 400 yards away. I don't know. Like this, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's a decent tight end, Jawan Johnson. Um, He plays on an offense that is sometimes explosive, sometimes anemic. You're hoping to get him on an explosive, explosive week, but when he's healthy, he's involved. Yeah. The bright side here, he's only had one game when he's had zero points. When he's healthy, he gets at least 0.5 points. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Jimmy Graham came out of retirement. He left his Walker side. He came out of retirement and like he's their end zone tight end nowadays, quotation marks, but he's out there for like five plays a game ish, five ish plays a game. Every other offensive play will be Jawan Johnson or Taysom Hill and on the slot or something, but Jawan Johnson's out there a decent amount. You're looking for opportunity and for volume. And they also play the Rams who are not good at defending the tight end. They allow the fourth most fantasy points to end. Main reason why I picked this guy here. Tyler, tell me about one. <laughs> we love one uh, again, my boy, but yeah, it, it's, it, it's definitely a boomer bust pick. This is a definition of that. He has a chance to be really good. I, like I said, I, I like this matchup. Um, you expect him to get a lot of volume and you can just hope and pray he catches the touchdown pass because that's going to really going to help. He's got two of them all year. Maybe he'll get three. <laughs> Maybe he'll get three. That is our saving grace. Week two around one of the playoffs. Trade, what do you think? 
really disappointed, kind of disappointed, not really disappointed that I couldn't say um, likely because he's at 52%. Although I still don't fucking understand how he's only 52% because he should be like 100% at this point, regardless. Um, for me this week, because I don't want to cheat, uh, it's Hunter Henry. I know it's crazy, but Hunter Henry, uh, here's the thing, uh, James, you say this all the time on this podcast, tight ends score, uh, the, the way to score in, t- uh, in tight end land is touchdowns. He has scored five times this season. Uh, he's going against the Denver Broncos who aren't that great defensively. They're not the best. Um, and the Patriots team just seems to be like, they, 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 I think they gave the chiefs a, a good run. I mean, I, I know that they were, they were destined to lose, but they gave him a good run and Hunter Henry led the way, um, all the way through. Um, he looked great last two, two games. He's uh, scored 19 points. And when he does score, he scores 17.3 points per game. Uh, and you got to think that he's going to be targeted in the, in the end zone. So, uh, pick up Hunter Henry. That is a lot better than John Johnson. So do that instead <laughs> when it comes to, to tight ends, listen to trade. I don't even know why I have this section for myself. Anyway, that's the end of mine. Good luck. It's round week two of round one. Week two of round one. Unfortunately, I am again out of the playoffs in case you didn't know that like 10 weeks ago. Um, if we could have a season, if we could have a, 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 a league where it's just tight ends, I'm in. Cause I probably would just kick ass. Um, I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but that's my only way to possibly, um, you know, do well in fantasy football seemingly. Um, we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, Tyler's going to take us through the tournament of champions. It, we now have brackets. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he's got cooked up for us. Welcome back everybody. The ducks are on a two game heater. They're back baby. And the Oilers are on a two game skid. They're not back. Baby, or maybe they are back. I don't know. Tyler, take it away with the jerseys because I don't want to talk about uh, hockey today. Yeah, hockey sucks. Um, not just kidding, I love hockey. Uh, <laughs> but we have our tournament champions bracket. So uh, the last four weeks, you guys have not been paying attention. We're trying to come up with the best sports uniform of all time. And when I'm talking about sports, I'm talking about obviously our, our four favorite sports, the NBA, NFL, NHL, and MLB. We went through each um, one, we had eight nominees for each sport. We went through and rated all of them. And we have our final bracket field of 16 of our top 16 uniforms. Um, so obviously number one is our highest rated one all the way down to the 16th highest rated. I went through all of them, took the average scores, and this is our final 16 bracket. Some interesting kind of notes here. Um, one representative from the NBA from all these 16. So just one is from the NBA two or sorry, three are from the NFL, five are from the NHL. And so far by far favorite sports uniforms as a whole MLB has seven represented here, um, which is pretty impressive considering there was eight nominees and seven of them made the final 16. So we're going to go through each um, one and we're going to vote and we're going to come up with our champion right here and now, just like we all, we all want to try and do. So I'm just going to go through the first round of these first few matches, a few interesting ones that were just kind of, kind of fun. We're starting with the 16 versus number one matchup. We got the number 16 Jersey, the Buffalo Sabres nineties, Buffalo jerseys. We got here on the screen against our number one seed. The only submission from the national basketball association, the Toronto Raptors. Toronto, Toronto Raptors, purple dino uniform. I'm killing it. All right. Uh, Alex, what's your pick here? Yeah, I'm well, as the NBA guy, uh, and apparently you guys are were whatever I'm Raptors Jersey. Just done. Okay. Raptors, James Raptors, man. Trading. Yeah. The little dino that could. <laughs> I know that could the Raptors right, what's, the plan? what's the plan if we get a, a tie I think Tyler is, is the deciding factor um uh, it's just gonna be the higher seed like the highest overall score I know it's kind of lame but okay I mean I think that's fair <laughs> okay all right moving on to the nine verse eight matchup we have a couple of baseball ones going at it the Arizona Diamondbacks purple and teal uniforms against the Montreal Expos baby blues. Um, James, you, you submitted the Montreal baby blue. So I'll have you start off. You, are you going to pick in Montreal or are you picking Arizona here? Uh, I'm picking Montreal. I never liked Arizona. I want to begin with. Yeah. Trade. Yeah. I got Montreal. Alex. I'm going Arizona. I'm also going to go Arizona. 
and based on our tiebreaker, unfortunately, Montreal is going to move on because uh, yep. we're going. That's how we're going. That's that, that's a, that's a unfortunate one for me. But hey, this is this is why we played the game. All right, <laughs> uh, our next one is going to be a matchup of Kelly Greens. This was not intentional. This is just how they happen to line up. Uh, so we got the Philadelphia Eagles, Kelly Greens against the Oakland Athletics, Kelly Greens. Alex, who are you picking here? I'm going to pick the Oakland ones. I have a feeling I'm going to lose, and that's why I'm picking them. Just again, the A's need some love, and the Eagles don't. This is facts. Trading. Yeah, the Eagles don't need any love, but they have the better uniform. All right, James. (laughs) Literally what Trading said, times two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm also going to go the Philadelphia Eagles, Kelly Greens here. No way. Really? I know. Shocker. Huge shocker. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next one. It is the San Francisco 49ers white throwback 90s whites against the classic New York Yankees pinstripes. Um, this should be an interesting one. I think it's actually the timeless New York Yankees pinstripes. The timeless. You're right. That is what that is how we described it. Uh, Trey, I'll start with you on this one. Oh, this one's so hard. Um, I have to go with the one that when I think of the sport, I think of this team and it's the Yankees. I hate it. I hate it. I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it is. James. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Niners, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Alex? Dude, some of the most dysfunctional f- fans of any teams ever in this matchup. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Yankees. I, I didn't like the Niners ones that much when we did it in games. I'm sorry. Sorry, why are you apologizing? I don't know. I just, I just want yep. you to know. Also going to go Yankees here. Um, they're going to move on to the next round. All right. Our next matchup is the Dodgers home whites against the Baltimore Ravens all black. So quite a uh, difference of palettes here. Um, this one, this one, honestly, when I saw it broke my heart because um, these are probably both of my favorite ones. So the fact that I have to choose between them is really annoying. Um but Alex, I'll start with you. I'll start with you, Alex. The uh, Baltimore All Black or the Dodgers Home Whites. I really don't want to be biased because those Baltimore ones are pretty dope, especially with the black visor going on in the picture you're showing us. It's sweet, yeah. but I'm going, yeah, I'm going Dodger Home Whites. All right, Dodgers uh, trade. <clears throat> I th- I got to think about when I when I think about a jersey and and what it represents for the sport. I got to go with the pictures. <laughs> All right, Dodgers, Alec, or James? Completely opposite of what I usually go with. I'm going to go with the All Blacks in this case. Okay. Um, this was actually a lot tougher than you guys, I think you guys think. I, I really love those Baltimore Ravens uniforms. But even if I picked the Ravens, it wouldn't matter because the Dodgers uh, would get the tiebreaker. But I'm for the, for record's sake, I was going to pick Dodgers. But this one, I think for me, first round matchup was probably the hardest one. Like that, 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 that was a tough matchup for me. All right, moving on. We have a little hockey versus baseball matchup here. The um, Phoenix Coyotes. Whoa, holy shit. The Phoenix Coyotes, Kachina uniforms. What did you say? I don't even know, dude. I, I, I don't even know what's going on right now. He's on one. I'm, dude, you got to go get some He's on though. something. Though. Yeah, I don't even. It's, it's just <laughs> all this wine I'm sitting on. I don't, I don't even know what's going on. Um, against who we got going on? I already forgot. <laughs> My oh, man. the Royals. <laughs> All right. The, the Royals baby blues. Um, trading. I'll start with you. Yeah. This one's clear cut for me. It's Arizona by far. All right. Arizona for trading James. I really like the three shades of blue. They got going on here. So I'm going to go with the Kansas city Royals. All right. Uh, Alex. I also really like those Royals jerseys, but I'm going to go the deep, um, deep backs. I'm going to go the coyotes. <laughs> deep backs. <laughs> We're all, we're all over the same space, you know, like, yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, we got one for the coyotes, two for the Royals. Uh, Absolutely. That was not what happened. What happened? Two Two for your Phoenix. Phoenix. (laughs) Oh, fuck me. Okay. I'm actually going to go coyotes here. Um, yeah, just, I, I looking at these, like as much as I love those Royal ones, I just think that those Phoenix Coyote ones just a little bit more unique, and I just I really like that uniform a lot. So I'm gonna pick that one over, over, over these over those Royals ones as much as I like those Royals jerseys. Um, all right, moving on, we have the LA Kings purple and black against the Chicago Cubs pinstripes. Um, 
I'm going to throw those up. Alex, who do you pick? Uh, I'm going with the Kings ones either way, even before they're up. So just going to James on that. I, I, need, I need to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. I want the Kings. The Kings. <laughs> Trading. Young Wayne Simmons. Yeah, it's the Kings here. That was a young Wayne Simmons. Um, I'm also going to go Kings on this one. Um, I, I, every time I see those again on, on the ice, man, I'm just, ah, I miss those. I, miss, I just, I, I miss those a lot. Um, all right, our last matchup, we have the Anaheim Ducks 90s purple against the, um, a couple of 90s matchups against the Florida Panthers 90s uniforms. So a little bit of hockey here. I already kind of a feeling the one that's going to win here, but um, we have to vote anyway. Trading, what do you got? Yeah, it's Anaheim. Not even a, not even a chance. Alex. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Panthers just cause, but this is a bullshit matchup. This is <laughs> not fair. <laughs> it is a little bit of a mismatch, James. Uh, the Ducks have just won two in a row. Let's make it three. And I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't I do. It. I do agree here. All right, let's move on. So we got our our elite eight. The first matchup. Toronto Purple Dino against Montreal Baby Blue. I'm not going to pull these up unless you guys request it. Is that fair? Yep. Sure. Okay. James. Tordino. Tordino. Um, Traden. The little dino is just continuing to go, baby. Alex. Yeah, the little dino that could. <laughs> the little dino that could indeed. All right, din- dinos move on. Our next one, the Philadelphia Kelly Greens against the New York Yankees pinstripes. This will be an interesting one. Alex. Oh, this is a good matchup. This is a good one. Fuck. Um, come back to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Trading. <laughs> uh, the Yankees. James. Uh, Philly. <laughs> Philly, Too Alex. Much love for Philly, James. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Yankees. Oh God, I hate saying that out loud. Yeah, I also hate saying that out loud. But um, I have to go Yankees too, man. It it's just it's just slightly a better one. But that was that was a really good matchup. All right, next one: Dodgers home whites against the Phoenix Kachina Coyotes. James. Uh, Phoenix. Traden. Phoenix. Alex. I'm going Dodgers. I'm also going Dodgers, but because the tiebreaker, Dodgers, Dodgers move team. on. Yeah. Oops. Well, <laughs> well, do they? <laughs> tiebreaker. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Last leading matchup, the Lele Kings purple and black against the Anaheim Ducks. I love this. This is a good classic rivalry going on. James, what do you got? This is a hard one. <laughs> this, is a, this is a tough one. It's just brain just broke for a second. <laughs> uh, I gotta go Ducks. Alex? I'm also gonna go Ducks. <laughs> Trading. Quack, quack, motherfucker. I'm gonna give the Kings a sympathy point, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do, objectively speaking, the Ducks uniform in this case is a better one, but just to give them a sympathy point. All right. Well, that was super great because we have our the top four seeds are our top four matchups. So a few upsets in the Sweet 16, but none in the Elite Eight. So our final four, we have the first one, the number one seed Toronto Dinos against the New York Yankees pinstripes. What a matchup we got, Alex. Yeah. The little dino just chomps Babe Ruth's head. <laughs> Trade in. But Aaron Judge kicks the ass out of the dinos. Wow. Topical. James. I don't have anything to add to the story. So <laughs> you said Dino? I said Dino. <laughs> I would have picked the Yankees, but, but because the Dinos have the better uniform, they move on to the final. All right. Dodgers home whites against the Anaheim Ducks oh, 90s wow. perps. Trade in. Anaheim Ducks, baby. <laughs> Alex. Dodgers. James. Ducks. <laughs> Dodgers are done. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much shields the deal there. Um, but yeah, I guess the Ducks move on. So we got a classic one-two matchup. 
the Toronto little dino that could against the Anaheim 90s purple Ducks uniform for the win. James. Why did you start with me? (laughs) Uh, This this is tough. They're both very good. Toronto. Uh, Trade. Ducks are not extinct. Dinos are all ducks, baby. Alex. (laughs) Dude, I rode them all the way four weeks ago. I'm going to ride them all the way here. Toronto. Four weeks ago. Or however long we did. Four weeks, five weeks. Okay, well, I would have picked the Ducks. Tiebreaker goes to the little dino that could. The Toronto Raptors purple dino is your tournament of champions. The only... Representative of the NBA takes the whole whole thing. Takes them all down. Little the TLDR tournament champions, the winner. Congratulations, Toronto Raptors. The best uniform in all sports. Guys, we figured it out. We did it. We figured it out. Uh, thank you very much, Tyler. Uh, it's It was all Toronto the whole time. I think we all knew that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that is all we have for episode 179. Um, and we hope you guys have a great week leading up to Christmas and a great Christmas. We will see you after um, the holiday. But um, unless we take a hiatus, we will see you before the new year. So um, hope you guys enjoy the the Christmas football, the Christmas family, the Christmas basketball, and just enjoy everything. Enjoy the vibes. Um and we hope you uh, hope you have a great week. Um, remember to pay it forward and have a great week.